from active time battling to zombie slaying, Waffling Tailors covers video games and beyond. In this episode, we are joined by CJ from Mystery Stone and Philosopher Talk podcast to talk about comfy games. We chat about all manner of comfy games, including everything from, frankly, insane gameplay challenges, no fail Yoshi, and smack talking gam gams. So without further ado, sit back, grab some snacks and get ready for this episode entitled Comfy Games with CJ, Pajama Paladins and a Comfy Quest Marathon. Take it away guys. Hello there ladies and gentlemen, my name is Squidge, welcome to the Waffling Tailors podcast. Um, I am here with my uh, broadcast partner, he's big, he's large, he's larger than life, he's got a moustache that's glorious. Let's hear it for Jay, make some noise. Mustache, 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 Russell, Russell, Russell. Is that your mustache making noise? That's it. I asked my mustache to make some noise, and it was like, I know what I... I've got this, fam. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough, fair enough, as as one does. Right, so we've got got an episode coming your way as you're listening, but uh, hang on a second. We have a guest. We have a guest with us today. I know, I had that as well. Um, we have a guest with us here today with, uh, I'll give you the subject of the, the podcast in a second, but guest, my friend, please introduce yourself. Uh, I'm CJ. I am of the Mystery Stone and Philosopher Talk podcast. Uh, thanks for having me out here, guys. I do have a question about the mustache, though. How long can you smell dinner after you're done eating? oh yeah for the folks listening in it's a proper soup strainer um and it has only been 17 no 18 where 19 days of me growing it um and uh i I will take it like a in fact i'm using my mac so let me take a selfie and then we can we can post it online when we're done i I, i'm super jealous though there we go that's the selfie (laughs) sound I'm, su- I'm super duper camera. jealous though because <laughs> i like i can't grow facial hair like when i try it comes it's like the facial hair of an 80 year old woman you know <laughs> so there's wispy bits on all of you. yeah I'm like 35 and i look like i'm 12 so <laughs> just, oh, just stick your head out of the, the the window when you're in a car the wind will take it off absolutely <laughs> I did. Um, Saves on shaving. When I first started growing it, I was aiming for a Ted Lasso, um, and then one of my friends pointed out it's uh, what it's it's what happens if you order Freddie Mercury from Wish, right? It's <laughs> bargain bucket Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go for the handlebar again. So everybody says handlebar, but what they mean is horseshoe. Um, uh, so uh, real quick uh, I grow a mustache every year in November for November so obviously part of that is learning about mustaches um, the handlebar mustache is the one that goes from your sideburns down uh, across your cheek and into your mustache area horseshoe is the one that everybody thinks of when they say handlebar because uh, that's the Hulk Hogan one you know the one that starts under your nose and ends uh, up on uh, your chin no I I, I mean handlebar tash <laughs> You should have grow up. Have you ever considered a full Fu Manchu? Ooh. <laughs> I'm not sure I could grow one in a month, though. That's the problem. But I will get... I'll tell you what, CJ. I'll give it Two a go for then. next year. Give it a go for next year. Two months. 
So, um, CJ, just real quick, um, tell us about your shows. I mean, you just mentioned you name dropped them, but like, what are they about, and why should folks go listen to them? Oh, Elevator uh, pitch. What? <laughs> elevator pitch. <laughs> oh, elevator pitch. Um, so, Mystery Stone is uh, all about uh, spirituality and the esoteric concepts and the higher truths and obtainment of the higher self. Uh, looking inward to really understand the makings of the universe outside of the third dimension. Um, and uh, Philosopha Talk is just a freeform conversation about modern philosophy. Uh, it's a pretty new show. Um, I'll have the second episode uploaded in a couple days. Uh, but we take classical concepts, you know, all the way back, you know, Taoist times, pre Tao Te Ching all the way through Greek and up to modern times and uh, apply those concepts to modern day problems and issues and, and inside thought. And uh, basically like it is like we don't want to really do research. So we take what we already know about philosophy and then we just interview people uh, and, and just kind of see how people feel. So there's like no wrong answers, you know. And it's it's nice. It's like a way to express your opinions and get your thoughts out without having to worry about a debate. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Sounds good. So kind of like, like you, you learn as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. Type thing. Mm. So so my question would be: Have you had an episode on the Good Place yet, and why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, because I don't know what it is, and um. No, we've uh, we've actually had a couple of really good episodes. I just interviewed a guy who does remote viewing for the FBI. Ooh. Oh, cool. so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, um, I'll have to look up the good place though and uh, see what that is and include it. You are about to go on a wonderful journey. It's four seasons of um, uh, comedy, but very lightly introducing you to everything to do with um, moral philosophy or ethics. So it, it is, you're about to go on a wonderful journey. <laughs> oh, okay. You yeah, know, uh, uh, I actually pull a lot of personal philosophy out of uh, Doctor Who, believe it. Uh, mm. Yeah, I can say that. Just looking up the name of the uh, the main actors in The Good Place. So it's uh, Ted Danson, Kristen Bell, uh, and Mark Evan Jackson are probably the most famous of the members of the cast i don't mean to throw shade i recognize there. the name Kristen bell i'm really really bad with celebrity names unless it's like keanu reeves i don't know <laughs> so uh Kristen bell well, everyone's um, breathtaking are they yeah uh Kristen bell um also played um uh elsa anna one of the two in frozen oh gotcha and okay ted danson is the guy from cheers who ran the bar if you ever saw cheers mm. i don't know i did not if, if you are going to watch The Good Place, you'll get introduced to Maximum Derek. That's all I'm saying. Yes. And um, the, the best thing, the best piece of advice about The Good Place is do not look it up. Just watch it. Because I, I can't tell you just why. Just do it. Just, just literally <laughs> just, it's on, uh, it's in the UK, it's on Netflix. So it may be on the US Netflix or however you choose to uh, get it. But watch it in order and don't look anything up uh, because... Uh, yeah, because I, I, I can't yeah. tell you why, right? <laughs> yeah, I have to uh, I have to find a different way. I, I'm on like a personal boycott against Netflix, so. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
There are ways and means. Maybe yeah. they've gone Peacock. There are ways and I means. have Peacock. Peacock's pretty good. I mean, it might, it might yeah, be. I don't know. Um, I know that over here in the UK, we have a, a service called uh, Just Stream, or is it Just Stream It? And you can type in the name of a movie or a, or a TV show, and it will tell you where you can legally stream it from, which is fantastic for mm. finding the things you want to watch, right? Um, just lowering that barrier to entry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I wonder if we have that here. Maybe. So, gents, for the sake of uh, Jay over here, who claims he doesn't have much time to play games, despite the fact he's put quite a lot of hours into Vampire Survivors, um, we start off the podcast with what we've been playing recently. Um, so anything we've been playing recently, if we have at all, I mean, you don't have to have been playing anything recently. Um, and what we normally do is we start with a guest, but if you don't want to start first, I'll quite happily go first. Yeah, I can, I can go. That's good. Um, okay, okay. So recently, uh, mostly I've been playing uh, No Build on Fortnite. Uh, it's kind of like where my friends are mm. at. Uh, I play, I play, I play uh, Nintendo Switch. Like that's my main console right now. I haven't turned my PlayStation on in, like two years. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, so I'm on Fortnite mostly. I do play a lot of sandbox games like Minecraft. And then if mm. I'm just trying to relax or whatever, like Mario Kart or Smash, uh, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Oh, Hollow Knight. I've been on Hollow Knight a lot, but that game, whew, I'll throw a controller over that game. Like, Would you use that to chill? No. <laughs> no. That's when I'm no, like... My, my, you said Mario Kart and Smash. I'm saying those are chill games, are they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Because like, I'm really... I don't mind losing. I don't get upset about losing. Mm. Uh, and they're like bright and they're colorful and the soundtrack is good. And like, I just have like an enjoyment mm-hmm. that my kid sits there and he plays with me. Um, but, uh, yeah, no hollow Knight is not the chill game. That's like when I'm feeling self-destructive and yep. <laughs> yeah, the, the platform is the equivalent of dark souls oh, is that God. hollow Knight. Hmm. I'm trying to beat it before yeah. the end of the year because supposedly Hollow Knight 2 is coming out. Mm. I've played about Hollow Knight. It's it's no, <laughs> I just can't do games like that. I'm, I I I can't do constantly losing, trying to get a jump or beat a boss that just is cheating. Clearly, so yes. I just can't do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they're hackers. All those bosses. Uh, do you guys play mobile at all? Uh, I don't. Um, so I used to, um, there was this wonderful game I had on my phone, uh, not my phone on, on a tablet that I had years and years ago. And it was, um, it was a tower defense game and it was, uh, based on the army of darkness, which if folks mm-hmm. don't know, it's the third movie in the, um, evil dead trilogy. And I, I put like days into this game. It was brilliant. Um, but it, it, uh, I can still download the AP because I run Android for a lot of my devices. I can still download the APK, but it had never been updated past Android 7, Android 8. So it won't, won't run on anything. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, Niantic recently released uh, Monster Hunter Now, which is like mm. the equivalent of Pokemon Go, but Monster Hunter. And I've really been enjoying that. It's like if I have some time by myself, I'll just cruise around town uh, and like picking up different stuff and battling monsters. And, st- and it's actually really cathartic, just kind of like having some solo time. 
you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, all I've been yeah. doing gaming wise. You, you, you just, you just reminded me of Sydney Antic, um, a while ago before the, the world was set on fire. Um, when Pokemon Go first came out and it was really popular, there was like three or four taxi drivers in my city who would, and I quote, you could pay them a set amount and they would go around to all the checkpoints so you could get them in Pokemon Go. In my city, oh, they'd yeah. go around to every single one of them so you could tap them off. That's pretty Yeah, cool. they did that here too. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get like twenty or thirty people doing that a day, you can just you can clean up, can't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a uh, you know Pokemon Go. That was really like paramount. Like all of a sudden, we were a community for six months again. Like, yeah. I I never got into it. I I'm I'm old school. A phone is for looking at memes and uh, texting people. Which was the style at the time? Communications <laughs> device mainly. So, yeah, um, I'm uh, older beyond my years, is what I am. Squid still has a flip phone. I do actually somewhere. Oh my I've, god! I've still got my Motorola <laughs> Razor from back in the day, and I remember using it. So yeah, there we go. I just dated myself. The original oh, Motorola yeah. Razor. Yeah. So they still make yeah. flip phones. Like uh, if you go to your your um, supplier. Uh, there's at least one or two models of flip phones because that's actually what my old roommate uses. He does not have a smartphone. He will not get one. He's like, if I want to do that stuff, I'll get on my computer. I'm like, all right, you 90-year-old fogey, you know? And he just, he has a flip phone. It's the most wild thing in the world because you look at it and you're like, what is this, 2006? Calm down. Go get a regular phone. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Jay, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing two things um, since we last chatted. Um, one is, and you may not believe this, but I've put something like uh, 20 hours into Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast, the offline mode. Um, it just sort of didn't happen. I will I will share a screenshot in the show notes of uh, the amount of time I've played it on Lutris, no worries. Uh, Lutris is a <laughs> game launcher that you can use, um, and it logs all of your time spent and things like that. But it's it, the idea is it's it's designed to set things up super simple for you. So I have a, a legally obtained ROM of uh, PSO for Dreamcast. I just threw it at Lutris, and it was like, oh, I will download the correct emulator for you and set it all up. And oh wait, you've got a Switch Pro controller. I will wire all of that up for you too. So it's super easy. You just point it at your games, and it figures it all out. So yeah, I've been putting. Um, yeah, like I said, around 20 hours into that, which is uh, a whole ton of fun. Uh, that is, uh, I'm cheating a little bit, but that's one of my chill games. I could just put that on and just, just disappear into a world of... Uh, for those who haven't played it, it's an action RPG, but it has timing elements on your attack, so you can't just spam the attack button and attack loads of times. I usually call it Dance Dance Revolution the RPG, because you have to have mm-hmm. a specific sort of synchronization to your attacks. Uh, and, and, you know, if you do it right, you can, uh, you can block attacks and things like that. So yeah, I've been playing through that. And the other thing I've been playing through is not really even a game. I've been playing through watching Star Trek Voyager because, 
Uh, it's my, it's one of my comfort shows and I've never actually seen it all the way through. So, uh, I'm up to season six. So doing a bit of quick maths there, that's 23 to 26 episodes a season. And I'm on the final episode of season six in a month, which is, I think quite impressive considering I never have any time for anything. <laughs> but, uh, once I've finished the series, I'm going to go back and play through Star Trek Elite Forces again. Because it's a Voyager-based game, and you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, I feel like I need to talk to some to, to some Trekkies, but I don't know what it is. But there's something specific about Voyager that really clicks with me that the other shows just never did. Um, mm. So there you go. But that's what I've been that doing. Tends to be the case with a lot of people. I watch Star Trek; they've got their favorites. Use the Force. Yeah, exactly, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> use a force Gandalf good lord <laughs> uh, can you tell we're all knackered anyway yep <laughs> so um, I've been playing two things recently um, I've been playing Borderlands 3 on the Switch um, I've got to be careful though because it's like a 150 gig game compressed down to 9 gigs so there are a few issues. Um, loading massive areas. Um, I don't know if it's just my Switch or it's just the game. It tends to crash when it first... Well, it can crash when it first loads a massive area because it's like way too much and the areas are massive when you go to like a new planet because it's different planets. Um, but I'd, I'd like to think it's the fact that my Switch, I'm still using the one that I got when it was released. So it's chugging along and it's trying, you know. But it's 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 working. I, I just have to occasionally it just crashes out of nowhere, so I just reload it. It's not a problem. Um, playing that without turning the PC on is always fun. It's on the Switch, you know, different controls. Uh, well, I just got to get used to playing first-person shooters on a, on a pad that isn't a PS4 pad is always weird for me. I, I can play first-person shooters with a PS4 pad flawlessly. Any other pad, I struggle. I don't know why. It's just just. How, how I do things. The other game I've been playing um, recently, uh, well, there's two more. Um, first one is I broke out my NES Mini, so I've been playing the original Final Fantasy and getting really frustrated Ooh. with it because that game is not fair. So I have um, a question about really that, but I'll save it for later. Okay. I've only um, ever gotten, and, like, you know when you first leave the castle and then kobolds attack you immediately? That's as far as I've ever gotten in that game. To be honest, that's all you need, really. Yeah, pretty much. You have the entire experience of Final Fantasy after that point. <laughs> the, the, the game's pretty much the same after that. It's just different locations and more bull enemies um, <laughs> that poison you out of nowhere. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> it. It got better after the... Well, the mechanics the got better cheeks. after the first one. Well... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mechanics definitely got better after the first... Well, I'd say after the second one. The second one's a bit weird. But anyway... Um, so the other game I've been playing is a, I'd say a, a more of a homage or a like game. So it's a game that's like something else. And it's called You Will Die Here Tonight. Ooh. Now, I'm an absolute massive avid fan. And for what I'm about to say, anyone can fight me on this. I think the best Resident Evil game is a Game Boy Color game called Resident Evil Gaiden. Gaiden! And um, it's, it's essentially um, Resident Evil meets Rock Band. Um, so the overworld, when you, you move him around, it's sort of like 
almost like a Diablo style top down camera and you play as Barry Burton but whenever there's a zombie that you see you aim at them and then you go into like a first person mode and you can shoot but the thing is it's got it's got a bar and a cursor at the bottom and the cursor's constantly moving left and right and you've got to time your shots to hit right and the more powerful the weapon the quicker the, the bar goes across it's a quaint little game not many people are into it I love it but You Will Die Here Tonight is a little different because it's similar style graphics but when you go into a battle it turns into a first person shooter and you're rooted to the spot nice so it's a little different and I couldn't believe I didn't know about it and I found out about it and I bought it like seconds after and um, it's got a little twist to it because the game itself is if you don't complete it you restart so that that's how the, the game loop goes you restart if you don't complete it's not like you need a save there's only one save spot and it's in the main hub that you're in there are six playable characters. Once you die with one, you flip to the next one. And you can go find their bodies and loot it for ammo and stuff. Thing is, you're meant to learn from your mistakes. So the puzzles are always the same. You learn from your mistakes. But if you keep dying with all your characters, your characters are aware that they died the last oh. time you play as them. Yeah, it's oh, it's really mind-messing. It, it's really cool. Oh and... <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. It really is. I've <laughs> well, kind. I mean, I I was playing as a character, and um, after the initial intro, because it teaches you certain things at certain points, and the first thing it teaches is um, you go into a corridor and the lights go, and then you get attacked out of nowhere. If you survive that, then fine, you keep going. If you get killed, the game restarts and you play as the same character. You go down the same corridor, and the character goes. Well, last time I died in this character, I'll just be a bit more aware. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Okay. This is a bit weird. I'm liking it. So the only thing that would make that more perfect is if they, like, talked smack to you when they were in that area. (laughs) Like, by the way, when I was in the afterlife, I saw your mammy, and I told her that her cookies taste like pickles. Like... Just out of nowhere, when when you come back as the same character, they sit up and go, oh, not the again. (laughs) Yeah. Better be somebody else. Give your your brother a turn. (laughs) Yeah. One of the good things about it is you're in like a a little lab where where there's different characters can do different things. They've got specialities and stuff. And next to the, there's an AI on a computer that gives you a mission. Next to that, there's a photo on the wall. And it's a photo that was taken a week before this mission kicked in and everyone's at a barbecue. The more people die, between you dying and selecting a new character, someone goes up to that photo and crosses out who dies. So every time you go back, it's a constant reminder of who you've lost. And every time that you click on it, your character's like, oh, for God's sake, more people, this isn't fair. Stop rubbing it in my face. And it's like... This isn't Resident Evil. It kind of it's meant to be a kind of like Resident Evil game, but this is weird. You know that little twist on it. It's really quite cool. Sounds like they took a lot of lessons from Doki Doki Literature Club in that because that game has the, the fourth wall breaking stuff, right? Mm. Yeah, you die enough times and it scrolls out from the poster, and each of those pictures is like forming like a pixel thing, and it just says noob. <laughs> See, I, I haven't actually completely died in 
I haven't, he's, he, I haven't um, completely died and restarted other than the tutorial, so that could be possible. <laughs> I haven't got that far yet. So. And if it's not, hey, developers of the game, you owe CJ a, uh, uh, the check should be in the mail, right? Right. <laughs> 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 as long as you don't try and get a check from us, I don't really care. <laughs> so my question, Squidge, right? Just real quick, right? You, yeah, you, go on. you mentioned Final Fantasy, and I said I have a question. Um, are you mm-hmm. sp- are you attempting to run through the game as white mage only, like that YouTuber we watched a few weeks back? No, that's that's Game of Champ three thousand. I think no, I uh, I don't have the patience for that kind of crap. Um, I don't min max every single level and constantly restart. I don't have the time for that. Okay, so yeah, um, <laughs> I, for your, I really don't. For your benefit, there, CJ. Um, I was around at Squidge's house a few weeks back, and he was like, "You should watch this video. It's really stupid, and it, it genuinely is. It's this uh, YouTuber Gamer Champ, and she um, she she attempts." what might be seen as daft ways, daft sort of rules to play games, kind of like Nuzlocks, but stupid. Um, and this one was white mage only run through the first Final Fantasy. So the idea is you have a white mage in your party, you run out of the town at the beginning of the game, and the other three characters have to die. And then from that point onwards, you can only be a white mage. So you can only do healing magic to get throughout the game. And she makes it all the way to the end of the game and completes it. It's brilliant. It's stupid, but it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's dedication. She also plays. She also plays the entire game on an arcade stick with her feet. Yes, yeah, because she had problems with her hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and there's there's another one where she did um, Sonic Two and Knuckles. So Sonic Two as Knuckles with just using the jump button. Uh, sorry, only traveling not right. Two directions. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you can't. So you can only. No, you're not allowed to tap any left or right. That's so right. So you're yeah, just yeah. jumping. Yeah, just jumping. She. There's a bit of a masochist, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little yeah. bit. In her own like, words. And another. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hmm? All, all I was going to say was that in in her own words, uh, she talks about because um, like. If you're only allowed to use the jump button um, to make your character move forward as Knuckles, then you'll eventually get trapped in areas where you can't move. So you have to wait 10 minutes for the... Because obviously in Sonic 2, when you hit 10 minutes, you lose a life, right? So you have to wait until the 10 minutes to then be able to start the level again and try again. Um, And she talks about having a latte break every time that happens. And every time it happens in the video, you hear this really quiet... Of her head sipping on a latte. <laughs> <laughs> this this is also the same person that decided to play the first Dead Rising game without killing a single zombie. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she I'll makes it all the way through. It's brilliant. <laughs> psychos don't matter because they're they're psychos. That yeah, doesn't yeah. add to your kill count. So taking out psychos, but yeah, not killing a single zombie, I wouldn't even try that. No. No way. That's not killing a single zombie and not doing like new game with all your levels. So it's yeah, all yeah. in one straight go. Yeah. No chance. I don't have the time or gummy bears to try that. Not at right. all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We need a subscription to BetterHelp after that. It's, yeah. <laughs> at the very least, you need a kiss and a cuddle. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> Thank you.
The whole point of this episode, the theme is comfort games. Games we like to play when we're just comfy and we're vegging and we, we just want to shut out the, the outside world and just go, you know, get a lot of snacks, sit there, blanket on, radiators on, whatever it is, and just get nice and comfy. Yeah, Lots of snacks, right? Yeah. So I'd eventually like to ask, you know, what kind of games when, in, when we're in that situation, right? So specifics of what games, but... You know, um, the first thing I, I need to ask, considering it's the theme of the uh, theme of this episode, is: Do we actually do comfort games? Do either of you do actually do games where you just like shout the outside world and just get on with it? A hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I, th- I think it's important to just have something where you can just either shut out the outside world or shut your brain off you're on autopilot you know and you're doing things it's uh, as Lord Veterinari says in the Discworld novels it's good for the hygiene of the brain oh, I love that quote I know I mean the, the quote is mentioning about um, in the book you know if you if you break a law however small every so often it's good for the hygiene of the brain we're not talking about breaking laws we're talking about comfy games here but yeah. the quote still stands you know? So if I'm understanding it correctly, then a comfort game would be similar to a comfort show. So a comfort show is something mm. that maybe, like you said, right? It's it's that one TV show or that group of TV shows that you go back to on a regular basis. You've likely seen them all. You've likely completed these games. You've likely finished them a hundred million billion times, but you put the game on and it just feels comfy. It's a great way to just sit and chill, right? Is that is that right? Is mm. that the yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just just vegging out, chilling, you know. Outside well can go screw itself. You're just there and you're just chilling out. You know? That's the whole point of comfy games. So I, I wanted to get these these people assembled to ask them what kind of comfy games do we play? Comfort games assemble. So hope Yep. So whoever wants to go first, I wanna hear it. You guys just gonna look at me. Alright. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awkward yeah, silence so, so uh my number one comfort game is minecraft um so mm. when it comes to like just trying to like de-stress i work a pretty stressful job full-time um and i got a lot of stuff going on in my life various hobbies and stuff so like there any do need time to like just decompress de-stress and everything and uh minecraft really does that for me so if we look uh well, we're gonna we're gonna relate this uh, to some stuff here real fast. Like, uh, there was a philosopher named Aristotle, mm-hmm. and one of the things he's most quoted for saying is to live well. And it was like his most uh, pertinent uh, philosophy was just to live well. And like when he said live well, it wasn't like this is how you have to live. Live well applied to the individual and how they perceived how they should live well. And decompressing and de-stressing is a big part of that. And for Minecraft, when you you get in there, you have that real gentle ambience. Uh, It's very basic looking. There's not, there's a lot to look at, but it's not an overwhelming thing with incredible amounts of detail where you're like really focusing and like, you know, you're just kind of wide looking, you know, at everything. It's almost like panorama with your eyes. And you can see everything and, Mm. 
you know, your brain's not working too hard to process the information it's taking in and, and you're, you're going through and it doesn't matter how many different times you start that game or what maps you start on or the different uh, spawn locations. It, it's always different. And that's like, uh, that's almost like uh, this old grumpy. F no, sorry. I don't know if you guys curse on here. Uh, <laughs> I'll be it's this fine. old grumpy guy right, I'll just be uh, okay. from uh, pre pyrogenes. His name was Heraclitus and he coined the term or the saying, uh, you never step in the same river twice. And that's something that you get with Minecraft. Mm. You never step in the same river twice, regardless of how many times you log in and play. So you always have something new and to explore different places to go regions, uh, different, uh, like biomes and things and you really can do something different yeah. every single time you're in there and there's no real demands on the game and if like you even want to de-stress even more you can take the monsters out of it you can uh just just play creative you can basically turn it into a virtual legos so like that's like my my number one uh comfort game you know what if i'm just don't really want to think too hard and I just want to hang out and kill some time and yeah. relax. And my kid also really, really likes it. So it's kind of like a bonding experience for him and I, you know, we can sit there and pass the controller back and forth and he's terrible at it, but you know, it, it's fine. Cause you build a bed, you die. It's no big deal. You know, there's really, there's really no consequences in that game. You know, unless you have like 47 diamonds and you fall in a lava pit but even at the end of the day, diamonds aren't even that hard to find anymore like they were years ago. So, you know, it, it's really it's really hard to get angry at that game. You know what I mean? And then uh, I guess if I want something a little more fast-paced, like I had mentioned before, like Mario Kart, you know, it's bright, it's colorful, it's detailed, but it's not like, it's not... Uh, what am I thinking? Like Call of Duty detailed, you know, they're not looking for that realism. It, it, it's yeah. a cartoon and they really just kind of give that to you. And just that sort of vibe of it being a cartoon and it's bright and it's colorful and the music is happy and it's, you know, and it kind of just like lifts you up a little bit and you don't even mad if you lose. You're like, eh, whatever. There was 17, 20 other racers here. I placed fifth. I don't care. It was fun. I had a good time, you know, and then my kid plays that with me too, except he doesn't care about the race. So he likes playing on the map where it's like the Scottish Highlands. And what he does is he drives yeah. up to every fence that has a different cow. And he sits there and he looks at the cows. And, <laughs> you know, as you can tell, my son's pretty young still. But that's how he plays the game. And we just have a good time together. And, the, yeah, those are like my main comfort yeah, games. So there's one for the listener. Um, yeah. I'm going to date myself by saying this, but there's one for the listener. The uh, quote, you never step in the same river twice, wasn't created by Disney for the Pocahontas film. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I, I, I kind of figured it wasn't Disney who created that, but you just mentioned who actually said it, so you learned something new. Yeah, it was here, Clyde. So I think that's like... It was like 280 BC, 300 BC, something like that. Well before, well, arguably well before Walt Disney. We don't really know. He might have been around. <laughs> I mean, we'll never know. <laughs> it was it was well before someone tried to claim it on TikTok. Let's put it that way. So. <laughs> I like the idea of um, going off the beaten path in a video game. Like you said about your son just driving up and just... Just going and checking out the cows. That's like, 
I love when, when developers will put something or, or a level designer or whatever will put something into a game that is there that if you know about it, you can go check it out. And if you don't, don't worry about it. Right? I, I love stuff like that. So I, I really like the idea of just driving up and just sort of saying hello to the cows. That's brilliant. That's genuinely brilliant. I'm sure there's an artist out there that appreciates that as well. Because if you think, like, they put a lot of time and effort into creating that. And how many people really are just going out of their way to appreciate the different backgrounds and settings yeah. and side things that are going on in these games? You're like, I got to go fast. And they're like, slow down and look at what I made. And they're like, nope, got to go fast. And you have my little, <laughs> my little son here who's just like, I'm going to appreciate that. Yeah. You know, driving around, your son sat there, and it's like, oh, what are you doing? And suddenly, out of nowhere, you just hear him go, moo, talking to the cows. You do Totally. Go you for it, kid. Have fun. He does do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think this much. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh. That's, that's genuinely yeah, awesome. That. Yeah, the, kid, the kid's that, right. That reminds me of... Um, <laughs> that reminds me of... Um, obviously, I didn't do this in the arcade, but I got... Um, I got the Xbox arcade version of Daytona USA, and one of the tracks, if you turn around and go backwards and go off the beaten track, there's a sign on a wall that says either you're going the wrong way or you shouldn't be able to see this. Yeah. And it's natural achievement to see it. <laughs> I can't remember which one it is. I'll try and get a, a, a screenshot for the show notes. But yeah, it's like, it's either you shouldn't be able to see this or you're going the wrong way, you know. Wasn't it? And I found that completely by accident because I spun out and then I saw it. I was like, what's that? Oh, then the achievement popped up. Oh, I was worth 10 points. Yeah, I'll go for that. It, it's a completely different thing, right? But wasn't there something in one of the Deus Ex games where it was like, hey, Jeff, replace this text or whatever, and that became a big meme? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, uh, a fair amount of games do stuff like that. I mean, there's the there's the uh, GTA San Andreas you shouldn't be able to get here when you get the ba- uh, jetpack. Um, there's a couple of games that do that with War Graffiti that just says F off. There's yeah. one in Fallout 3 that does that. You open a door and it's just a concrete wall and it says F you. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to say the, the full thing, but it says that. It's like you open it and it's like, huh, so that ain't the way in. <laughs> yeah, sure. so there's, there's plenty of games that do little Easter eggs like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think this one was intentional and I can't remember what the text was, but it was like, it was something like, I feel like it was intentional, like, uh, sorry, unintentional. Like it was something that, that had been skipped in the development or QA phase yeah. where they were like, replace this text with something useful. Um, and it became a meme and I can't remember, I feel like it was one of the Deus Ex ones, but it was like human revolution or something like that. Right. Um, or a game around that time, maybe Metro 2022 or whatever it was, 2220 or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Something Why don't like- you have a quick look? We'll wait. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Quote, right? It's fine. No, because then okay. that means that the listeners can be yelling at me while they're listening, and you can join the Discord and tell me which game it was. Oh, cheeky CTA there. <laughs> hmm. Why not? So, with that being in mind, Jay, what are your comfort games? Come on, lay it on us. Man, I got four, so we could be here forever. I'm happy to go through them all. You want me to go through them all? <laughs> lay it on us, Daddy. I mean, if you're going to be here. For- all right, <laughs> let's do this. Okay, so I already said Fantasy Star Online, right? Um, it is it is mm-hmm. one of 
in my opinion, one of the best science fiction JRPGs ever. And I've never played it online. I only ever played it offline. It's kind of like, like I said, it's like Dance Dance Revolution, the RPG kind of, because of the way it mm. works. It's an action RPG, so you have to press the buttons in time to do your attacks. Um, and that's one that I can sit there. There are ostensibly there are four stages throughout the game so there's forest cave mines and ruins and each one has uh two or three areas inside of it so you know and then a boss at the end and the idea is you're meant to play it with friends but you know i never played it online so i never played it with friends and the dreamcast version didn't let you plug in extra controllers no it did now what am i talking about it let you plug in extra controllers to play the game but yeah nobody i knew had a dreamcast it wasn't split screen so it was yeah it was a game pair console with dreamcast sure um but uh, and it has like uh, side quests like all rpgs do and your character levels up so you start at level one you then go through up to level 200 there are only four areas in the game and there is a pretty solid simple storyline but when you finish the game uh, finish all four of the levels and figure out the the secret to the story you then unlock um hard mode so you've done normal mode then there's hard mode then there's extra hard and then there's ultimate so the idea is it gets more challenging as you go through but essentially it's the same game uh, much in the same way that like world of warcraft has almost always been the same game you know click there character walks mm. over you know that kind of thing um and so that's one that i can just put on when I'm when I'm flagging with my podcast uh, subscriptions, I think I've got about seventy shows that I subscribe to on my phone. Um, I'll just chain up a few episodes and put that on, and just disappear into that, and I'll just decompress, right? Because as you hinted at, Squidge, and I'm sure um, you've said in the past as well, CJ, it's so important to have that that one thing that disconnects you from everything that's going on to allow you to just relax. Yeah. Some people find that in exercise. Some people find that in reading. Some people find that in mm-hmm. talking to friends. Some people find that in going to the pub or the bar or whatever. I find it in playing. Or even you know, cross-stitching through. like me. Exactly. I find it in playing through these games. Um, and whatever well, it is, it's totally fine. That. My man, did you just say cross-stitching? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I can, um, I mean, I've got a few to hand that's finished. I can show you if we'll show up on camera. I can give a few pictures in the show notes. Give me a second. But I'll tell you one thing I did do. Look at that. So it's, for folks it's for, not actually for the, yeah, for the benefits of the folks who are listening, I'm holding up and I'll put a picture in the show notes of a cross stitch that Squidge did for me of Vivi from Final Fantasy IX. And it is wonderful. It's get, what, I'm trying to get the right distance. This, the one that I'm showing is um, I found a pixelated version of the Stars team from Resident Evil, and I made that into a cross-stitch. I don't think I'll ever finish it, but I got most of it done. It's kind of hard to see with the camera Those set up. Those are so good. That's I'm, like, half tempted to let you cross-stitch a tattoo on me. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, St- Squidge is brilliant at this. He really yeah, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off, but he, he definitely just brought that cross-stitching thing up, and I was like, what? These... Th- these these aren't my patterns, by the way, but that's like a haunted GBA with Co Veronica with Alexia in it. So that's that one. And I've got uh, uh, Merida from Brave. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's just my way of decompressing when things get too much. So. Yeah. Man, I might have to commission. But I'm always you. on the lookout for more cross stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Does take ages. I will say that it does take ages. So, so yeah, um, I'll 
I'll I'll make a point of taking photos for that for the uh, the show notes. Cool. Because cool. I idea I'll, I'll make a point of taking photos. Yeah, but I am all. We for... love tangents here. We love tangents. <laughs> That's what we do. I am all for whatever it is that people need to do to get them through the day. So, you know, if that's playing a video game, if that's reading a book, if that's going exercising, whatever it is that gets you through it, right? Because I've, in the last sort of six months, I've become a bit of a personal advocate for, you know, um, getting your mental health, mental fitness in whenever you can. Mm. Quick sidebar on that. I don't call it mental health. I call it mental fitness. Um, this is a thing I've, I've, I've grabbed from Simon Sinek, who is an author of uh, business uh, books. And he talks about how... Um, we're it's a video game podcast what am i doing but i'm doing this anyway um he talks about how if you call it mental health um that becomes a a thing that you achieve and then you stop right whereas mental yeah. fitness in the same way as physical fitness you're never going to achieve your ideal you're gonna you're going to be moving towards it and always doing things that will mm. make you better make you improve and so he talks about mental fitness and that's what i tend to tend to use so yeah whatever it is that uh gets you your mental fitness for the day i'm all for um for me it's things like fancy star online um but i also i love the the the, the other three are cutesy silly games with um progressively less and less um like uh what's the word i'm looking for uh less and less sanity no 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 um uh like uh less and less in the way of things that will upset you right so the the next one uh is a game that uh, apparently didn't do so well internationally but uh, but i absolutely love it croc legend of the gobbos you play as a little baby (laughs) crocodile um and you run around and save these little birds it's uh, not birds, but you know, I mean, they may as well be. But it's brilliant. It's lovely, and actually, um, it uh, it originally started out as so it was made by the same folks who made Star Fox for the SNES, and they wanted to make a 3D action adventure platformer game starring Yoshi from the Super Mario games. And they presented it to Miyamoto and he said, no, we don't want a 3D action adventure with Yoshi. We're going to do one with Super Mario 64, uh, with the Super Mario, sorry, and make it for the N64. Uh, and so they had started working on it way before Super Mario 64 or even the N64 was a thing. Um, and mm. that's, it's unfortunate because it came out after Super Mario 64 and got, got compared to it a lot, which is a real shame. But yeah, it's it's a it's a hell of a fun game, and it's like really cutesy and you know fun, um, uh, silly music and stuff like that. It's brilliant. I would definitely recommend that. The PlayStation version, I think, is the better version. Um, there is a one PC of the better three D platformers on the PS One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the better ones. <laughs> Absolutely. There is a PC version and a Sega Saturn version, if you can believe it. And apparently. Um, as of like two or three months ago, one of the developers behind the original game tweeted out, don't worry, Croc's coming back. We're in the process of trying Sweet. to make a HD remaster. So, you know, Sweet. that might happen. <laughs> oh my God. I'm up for that. I'll tell you what, when, when Croc came out, I think I was six years old and I got it for Christmas the year it came out. And I'll tell you what, I must have played that game for like five years that was such a good game and you could just it had such replay value you could just go and go and go it was amazing yep mm. yeah, yeah yeah i still play it to this day um i've got a 
what is this Chris? the rg35xx something like that yeah uh, it's this little handheld device uh, in the same sort of form factor as maybe a game boy pocket um and that has you know i've put a whole bunch of emulators on there it's a little linux system um put a whole bunch of emulators on there and i play it on that from from time to time so i can play it on the go it's brilliant it was like a croc was like uh the more age appropriate version for kids as like a gex enter the gecko yeah, it was. It was um, so, oh man, I love that game. <laughs> yeah, can't beat a bit of croc. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one of them. Just you know, the lovely character design, the lovely level design, the wonderful music. The the there isn't any kind of there is a big bad guy, but it's like, hey, if you if you lose a life, you just carry on. You know what I mean? It's not there isn't like a big horrible thing that if you don't do it the world will end or anything like that so that's pretty cool um and then i only have read the demo for that so i played the same stage over and over oh, and over again i'm so good at it you, you then when play i finally played game. the main game i'm like what do i do after the first stage <laughs> i have no idea same thing over and over again it's brilliant um the bosses don't and then cheat if you go f- yes <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent but then if you if you fast forward 20 years and keep kind of with the same character idea i've then got um yoshi's crafted world which i used to call yoshi's holy world and it was the first what game i game? bought on my switch and it is just so good it's it, from my perspective it's all of the things that they put into all of the yoshi specific games from the first Yoshi specific platformer game. Um, and just, they've just perfected it. And, and like the fact that, cause it's crafted world, right? So everything in the game is crafted. So Yoshi is made of wool. Um, the backgrounds are made of recycled cardboard. Um, and if you hit certain things with eggs, they flip around. So like you've got, uh, you can see some like uh, cardboard cut out of grass in the background. You you hit it with a with an egg and it flips over or falls <laughs> down to reveal that it's made of cardboard yeah. and you can actually read that it says, you know, recycled cardboard or whatever. It's brilliant. It's it's wonderful. Wonderful. So yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's but it's a brilliant game. Is the graphics similar to like uh Little Big Planet then? Yes. Yeah, oh. it's a similar sort of uh, aesthetic. Very similar. Yeah. It's a uh, Mm. hella fun and really really cute too so you just don't get the ov- overworld narration from Stephen Fry unfortunately yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah and then um, you can't have everything can you the 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 last one on my list is what I call just mischief the game because it's and you may have to put one in here Squidge it's Untitled Goose Game <laughs> just because that it, it has it has no lose condition and you can just, I don't know if you've ever played it, CJ, but you can just, you are a goose and you can run around and cause mayhem. It's brilliant. You just run up to people and quack at them or you can steal stuff and run away with it and people will chase you and grab it back and run back. It's, it is fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. So the good thing about Untitled Goose Game is not only is it co-op, so there can be two of you, but... You play as a goose and you try and make your way into a small village. You go through certain, certain bits and you get like a, a list of stuff to do. Your aim at the very end is to steal a bell from a diorama of the, the town and take it all the way back to the start. And when you do it one one 
one time, you get a different list of objectives, so you can just keep going and going and going. But the good thing about Untitled Goose Game is you play as a goose, and the whole point of it is you're a dick. (laughs) You're an absolute dick to everyone that you meet. That's, That's the premise of the game. You're a goose, you're a dick, you can honk, you can flap your wings, and you can freak people out. It's amazing. It is. Oh it's brilliant. God. That sounds brilliant. awesome. It's like it's like a better yeah. goat simulator because you're just this cobra chicken attacking people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cobra chicken. I like it. <laughs> the thing is, with with the goose game though, is um, it it is family friendly. Completely, you you can just cause mayhem, or you could concentrate on the the objectives, or you could just run around honking at people. Yeah. You know, it's it's got puzzle elements, or you can just go around and cause mayhem. It's completely family friendly, and it's 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 really good. That's awesome. <laughs> I I I always liked on that. If I couldn't figure out a puzzle, I would chase people, asserting my dominance with my wings out, honking at them. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's a by default you just sort of patter along and then you can push a button to make uh, the goose drop its head down and, and run f- uh, full speed but at the same time you can push the button to s- stick out the wings so then your wings come out and while you're running you can push the honk button so you're running around with your wings out honking at people and the way that the game works is everyone reacts so if you honk everyone goes <gasps> and looks around to see what's going on um, and so, if, and if you stand close enough to someone and honk, they run away. It's brilliant. It is. It is some, just so well, much. Some fun. of them do. Yeah. Sorry. Some of them do. Some of them will chase you, but yeah, so it's yeah. just real life, but in a game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but fun. <laughs> It's 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 being in a small village as a goose, being a dick and having no consequences. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. There's no negative consequences. The only there's only a win condition. There's no lose condition. It's so awesome. So like there's parts of the game where you have to st- Yeah. Uh, there's parts of the game where you have to grab stuff from people. So someone might have like a broom. I'm just making some stuff up here, right? But someone might have a broom in their vicinity and you have to grab the broom to do something with it to solve some kind of puzzle. If you grab the broom whilst they're looking they'll chase you and grab it back off of you and take it back to where it was. So then you've got to distract them somehow by doing something else to make them go elsewhere so you can come back and grab the broom and run off with it. Um, But then towards the end of the game, because you have to grab this bell, every step that you take, the bell jangles, and and whilst you've got the bell in your beak, you have to run back through the entirety of the game, the whole game, running past every single person to get back to the beginning to put it in your nest. And obviously with every step, it jangles, right? So every single person you walk past, they go, huh? And then they all chase you. (laughs) But then the only negative of that is that they can grab it off of you and then they go and put it back to where it was. So then you go back to where it was and you come back again. So there's no, like, you don't die. There's no lose condition. You just try again and again and again. So when I first started playing it, I wasn't used to, like, how the puzzles worked. I was just running around causing mayhem. And because I couldn't figure it out, you start off and you... You, you go to the, the first thing you got to do is you got to go to this dude's allotment and you got to get him to open a door so you can get through but there's different ways of doing it and I couldn't figure out how to do it so what I did was anything I could get my hands on I would drag out of his allotment and chuck in a pond that was next door 
So pumpkins, rakes, um, I got his hat off at one point. I took his radio and chucked it in the pond. Um, I took a watering can. I tried to nick some of his boots. I tried to nick the keys off his off his, um, off his his belt. They jangled. I just took everything and thought, I'm just going to chuck it in the lake. I can't figure this out, but I'm having fun. You know, it's like, you want that yeet throw? That'll do. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. So, like, if I go to find this game, do I look under, like, the horror section? <laughs> no, 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 surprisingly not. Just just, just type in Untitled Goose Game because it is on uh, Switch. Oh, my God. So, true story. Like, when I first started dating my girlfriend, we were out for a walk on a nature trail. And we were on our way back. And there were probably, like, it, was got, it had to be, like, 30, 35 of these things just on the path. And they were not moving. And of course she's scared and I'm saying, I'm like, I got to put myself between her and this, just this mob of Cobra chickens. I'm like, uh, and, and she's like on behind me and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I I was so scared. And I'm like, I'm like getting right with God. I'm like, God, we haven't talked in a while, but, uh, (laughs) really use some help here today, bro. Like, and and they're like all hissing at me and like they're sticking their wings out. And oh my God, I, that's like, I can't imagine like the people in that game. You're just, you're, you're giving them nightmare fuel. You are traumatizing NPCs. Like, <laughs> there's a, it, it might be a little cathartic for you then actually yeah, playing as the Have you the ever goose. been bit by a goose? <laughs> so they're one of the, I no. kicked one once he's, he's, when I was a toddler. <laughs> no, no, you kicked no, a pelican. pelicans are mean. Oh, pelican. Uh, but geese are one of the few birds that have teeth. So it really, really hurts when they get you. Uh, you actually, you can't, uh, here, here in the U.S., you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to kick the geese. It's illegal. You get in a lot of trouble. So I guess you're just supposed to die if they attack you. <laughs> yeah. Maintain the natural order of things. It's like you're getting attacked by a goose and people around you is like, nature finds a way. <laughs> it, <Yeah. laughs> Officer, it bit me, so then I died, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Officer, it bit me. Maybe the shotgun was overkill, but well, I had we have, to get We have out. two animals here where, yeah. like, you don't have to outrun the animal, you just have to outrun your friends. Those are bears and geese. Please. <laughs> I was going to say, what well, sounds like a bear, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. oh there's a there's a part well, yeah, it might in, be cathartic for you it, it's definitely worth playing i think i yeah, give it a thumbs up but then it also goes into full-on whimsy right there's a part in the game where you go into a pub and then out to the beer garden so there's a couple of people just sat on sat at benches having a few beers and you can step onto a little podium and pose for them so you get your wings out and you, you flap your wings and people applaud and then you honk and people applaud it's 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 ridiculous but then you get achievements for it if you're playing on the pc version you get an achievement for you know posing for the crowd <laughs> do they give you some of the beer if you put a good show on so you can be a drunk goose unfortunately not <laughs> but that should be in the game no for sure. they don't however if you end up doing what I did, which was I tried showing off the clapping and stuff, I'm thinking, where's my reward? Okay, there's no reward, but they're eating food, so I picked up a knife and chased them with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's sort of like I pick up the knife and it's sort of like, you know, the, the, the equivalent, the game pauses, you know, you get the narration, you know, that single screen of, 
they didn't reward the goose, so peace was never an option. You know? <laughs> oh my. Could you imagine if that's how it worked in yep. like real life and shows? You can, if you pick up a knife in your mouth, you can chase people around. <laughs> like you go to you go to see a comedian, and he's just bombing, and nobody laughs. So he just picks up a knife off a pub table, and he. <laughs> <laughs> You'd better start laughing. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say I've ever experienced that, so I'm not going to confirm nor deny it, but it is a possibility. Yeah, definitely worth a go if you've never played it, really. So what is. about you, Squidge? What's your comfort games? Now, I've got four of them. One of them's an honourable mention, but I'll breeze through these because people have heard me talk about these before. Um, so the first one is Resident Evil 2, um, the original. I prefer the Dreamcast version. Which That's just because of me. Because uh, I like the VMU showing... Ooh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> That's the answer to that, yeah. Um, I just like the idea of looking down at the VMU in the pad and you can see your health and your ammo count. Nice. I just like that idea, you know. Um, but it, I'd also like the fact of the disk drive sounds like it's giving birth constantly when you play it on the Dreamcast. So, um, <laughs> you know, what it does, doesn't it? It's either that or it's it's doing a, a, a dial-up modem, you know, constantly. Um, but yeah, I like me some Resident Evil Two. Um, I've played it since since I can remember, essentially. Um, before I learned different techniques to sort of like cope with the stresses of life, what I used to do is I used to sit down, close my eyes, and I used to walk around the RPD building, and that that used to calm me down. So that's how that's how much of an effect that that game had on me. It's just I've played it a million times and all the puzzles. It's it's a little bit challenging at times, but I can just pick it up. I don't even need to play it with sound on. I can play it without the sound on and just go through, and it's like automatic, and it, it just helps kill a bit of time. You know, if I need to, to calm down. So that's one of them. Um, the the other one, well, the second one is sort of like two in one um, that I've got on my list, which is Borderlands Two and Borderlands Three. Uh, I love the humour, I love the visual style. Um, it's easy to pick up and go. the The first one's kind of it was finding its feet, so you got to dedicate a bit of time to get used to it. The second one's pretty much pick up and go. Uh, a lot of humour in it, a lot of comedy. It's uh, it's not too difficult. It's difficult at stages, but if you played it a lot, you know what you're doing. Um, Borderlands 3 is exactly the same. That's more user-friendly. Uh, the barrier to entry is a bit lower. There's a lot more humour in it. Um, and when you, you start your game, you can choose, do you want to play normal mode or easy mode? So it's like, do you want to play the game that was meant to be a more story-based? So it's not that challenging. And, you know, I've played both both them modes that's always fun with the, all the DLC and stuff it's always a good a good time um, so those are the ones that I just I can just go back to constantly um, but my honourable mention and Jay probably remembers this um, when I was younger and I still do it now when, for some reason whenever I'm ill uh, whether it's a cold chest infection or worse I tend to play Final Fantasy 8 and that's the only time I tend to play it good man good man good man it's when I'm ill and I don't know why well, that's that's a very cozy game for when I'm not feeling my best. So there's me wrapped up warm, you know, meds around me, you know, <laughs> covered in constant blankets and food and all sorts of stuff, playing Final Fantasy VIII, a game that I can't really understand the mechanics for to the best of my ability, but I'll still play it. So. Man, 
it, it is some of the the most chill music ever. That breezy, which plays uh, when you go to that first town outside of the uh, the the garden, the the place where you start. It's just it's the chillest music ever. It's so good, so good. <laughs> There was a lot of uh, really interesting recurring themes between all of our games uh, that we all picked, and yeah, a lot of us, uh, a lot, of, most of the games had this like fantasy anti-realism element. Like there was, there was nothing in there that was relatable to the real world, except maybe the goose a little bit. And um, <laughs> like I kind of like the fact that like we all have these games that are not. Uh, overstimulating, like when you're looking at them, you know, we have like that real realism mm. effect. Even Borderlands 3, it's got that super cell shaded comic book look and it's detailed, but it's not overly stimulating. Yeah. And, you know, like, so like we really do like to decompress like all three of us and we didn't like plan that ahead either. Like we didn't like have a conversation like that ahead of time where it's like we have this low visual stimuli, uh, stimulating fantasy oriented just completely different from the real world there's nothing in there that we could be like hey i saw this on tuesday you know there's nothing in there like that and i think it's really interesting that we had that recurring theme between all of us uh without um talking about mm -hmm. this ahead of time yeah yeah i wonder if that's perhaps a generational thing or whether it's just a thing that everybody does, right? I'd be interested to to hear about if we can extend this conversation further through listeners and and stuff and you know Twitter or whatever mm. to find out what other people uh, play as their comfort games to see if it, it it continues out or whether there there are people who will play things that are completely different, right? I I would I would mm -hmm. probably say that people probably do. Uh, operate on similar levels just because of the escapism, right? When you're decompressing and everything, you're looking to, you don't want to think about anything that could, like you're playing and all of a sudden you're thinking about your electric bill or something. Like you don't want to do any of that. So we would probably, yeah. I would venture to say that most people are like, oh yeah. Like if they stop and really think about it, they're like, I do like Call of Duty, but, you know, I really do like to just kind of, you know, crack a cold one open and and play this game and there really isn't any kind of detail to it like it's very cell shaded and just simple and low demand and i can just do whatever i want and kill some time and it's in like a fantasy world where there's like magic powers or something gives me abilities to do things that i don't have in reality uh, a ability to manipulate my environment yeah. in ways that i only wish i could yeah, yeah with the key like difference the, being sort of like comfort games and enjoyable games. Comfort games is where you can semi just switch off. Enjoyable games, someone might like Call of Duty and yelling at people, calling them noobs and the rest of it. But if you just want to chill, yeah. you just want to sit back and chill, I can't see Call of Duty being one of those unless you're really into Call of Duty. most yeah. I, I got the feeling that most people are just go, nah, I don't fancy yelling at people right now. I'll, I'll just play something else. So... Uh, like from from back in the day like the way thing people used to talk to you in like call of duty lobbies to today like there's they're not nice today but like they are nothing like they used to be like old call of duty lobbies you'd be like yeah. tears afterwards like i can't believe you said that to me nowadays like you're sitting there and you're like <laughs> some eight-year-old says he did something wrong to your mom and you're like 
that's it, bro. That's all you got for me because I've heard w- I've heard stuff that would have got you canceled ten minutes ago in the past. Like <laughs> I was I was born into the darkness. <laughs> oh, the classic one. My my grandmother insults better than oh, come on. God. Oh, you could go really old school and go. Oh yeah, well you you fight like a dairy oh, farmer. You could go real old school and confuse yeah. them. Your grandma probably does. Always have grandma probably pocket. does have better insults. You think about it, like she's been around a long time. She's heard some stuff. She's probably savage for no reason, but not with you because she's your <laughs> yeah. grandma. She's gonna be sweet and loving, and and you and nobody's better than grandma. Like, and then like you, you're she forgets you're in the back seat while she's driving, and all of a sudden you see that it's tired of her, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah it's like you're getting your butt kicked in call of duty it's like grandma what just just insult into this mic will you please because i can't be dealing with these and she just says the most insane awful stuff and within about 10 seconds you kicked off the game that's when you know you've won oh my god <laughs> don't that's, mouse game i won that argument that's what we need a gam gams button that like you push the button and it just proper <laughs> just drops an actual world-ending insult at you, one that really makes you question your life choices. That's what we need. Maybe that's what we should do. <laughs> like the three of us should start a business where we hire grandmas and we rent them to gamers <laughs> for the sole purpose. Like the gamer doesn't have the headset in the mic. The grandma does, and while he's playing, she's just running her mouth. Yeah. I think we clean up. <laughs> Grandma's as a service. I like it. Gas. <laughs> and if and if not as a service, I reckon that'll work really well as a TV show. Yeah. Oh, or, or one hell of a TikTok channel, at least. <laughs> or like an, an extra, a different type, uh, a different... Oh, what's the word? A, a different category in esports. You have two teams fighting against each other, and they hire three to four grandmas for it. You know, one for each person, and they're just throwing shade at each other constantly while they're trying to play. <laughs> I'd watch that. I think, yeah. Can you imagine the amount of shade they could throw if you had like eight eight grandmas? You know, split down the middle for each team, actually just ripping each other apart. I reckon that'd be hilarious. Because you know for a fact, after the match is finished, that I'll go grab a cup of tea. And it, and it has to be, like, from different countries, right? Like, so, like, if we rent... If we're going to play against people in America, we rent grandmas from the UK to those people. And she's just on there like, is this all you got? What? What? I got furniture older than your country. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I approve of this. I fully approve of this. I endorse this. I, let's do this. It sounds amazing. I'll go by the website gamgamsasaservice.com. <laughs> just know you'll you'll eventually find one of them that just knows that the only thing that they know is um insults that are just your mama. Those kind of the insults just constantly and you know when it works, when they're, they're flinging those insults out and all the other grandmas just start laughing. That's when you know you've got pure comedy gold. You know, you them, when they're not taking offense, when they're just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. That would be fantastic. That would be amazing. Yeah. De- definitely a TV show idea, I think. Or esports. Yeah. But the most insane esports you can think of, not like the really competitive ones. Not the hyper-competitive ones, just like the smaller ones. Okay, 
this seems like the perfect opportunity to tell you all that there is a Microsoft Excel World Championships. Oh, yeah. Like actual by Microsoft, Microsoft Excel World Championships. That's the place where you get gamgams sitting there insulting people. You call that a polynomial function. (laughs) (laughs) Brain's melting out my ears. It really is. And I'm okay with it. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Good Lord. Okay, so here's here's an interesting question for the pair of you, um, you gents, you chaps. Do you think, oh, we're talking like newer releases now, right? Do you think there are any sort of, I want to say new titles or newer titles, more up-to-date titles, that, do you think there's ones that you can think of that can probably turn into comfy games? Hmm. I've stumped everyone. <laughs> so I was thinking that perhaps, and I haven't played it yet, but maybe Baldur's Gate 4, once you get through all of the, you know, the the conflict and stuff, when you're just walking around just doing side quests for people. Hey, can you go get me a chicken? Hey, where's my broom Do, gone? Do you mean three? Well, there isn't, well, whatever, yeah, the latest one, wherever it is, Baldur's Gate <laughs> latest, right? Three. You just walk around, yeah, and people are like, hey, I can't find my wife. I need a pumpkin, you know, things like that, that, that kind of stuff that I can imagine would be quite relaxing. Just like, I'll go over here and I'll get this help, for this. Help this goose is terrorizing the village. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I can imagine that being quite chill, but the, but the problem is you have to get through the conflicty bit, right? Cause there'll be some conflicty bits. Mm. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, there's a different mode Conf- conflict resolution. You just do all the side quests without combat. Okay, side thought you've just given me, there should be perhaps a mode in games like that that have those sort of like nice side quests where you're just walking around collecting stuff and giving them to people. Conflictless version of the game. So you, all you do when you hit new game, you just you generate your character, you jump straight to that bit and you finish that bit. Hooray, you finished conflictless version of Baldur's Gate 3 or whatever, right? And then when you want to, you can toggle it back on because that's why Yoshi's Crafted World is brilliant for this because there is actually a toggle and I can't remember what it's called, but I think it's like um, no peril mode because it's designed for Mm. very, very young players or players who might be um, upset by it, perhaps if they uh, are... Uh, autistic or they have Asperger's or something like that, you could turn this perilous mode on and, you know, when you die or when you, you know, if you, if your character runs along and drops down a big gap, they just immediately spawn right next to the gap and you carry on. Right. And you know, there's yeah. this, uh, you can, I don't know if you've played, if everyone listening has played many of the Yoshi side scrolling platformer games, but when you jump into the air, you can press and hold the jump button again and Yoshi will strain and just sort of like, almost kick his legs and run on the spot. Yeah. Sort of like float a little bit up in the perilous mode. If you hold down the button, he'll continually float forever. And so it makes it almost like easy mode, but not, you know what I mean? And, and I feel like more games should have that because there'll be periods of time where we don't want to have to like, um, you know, we all have our favorite levels or sections of games and wouldn't it be awesome to be able to go, you know what? I haven't played 
I don't know, Final Fantasy VIII in decades. But I just want to walk around Fisherman's Horizon and listen to that music. And being able to switch mm. the game on, hit new game and just jump to that area and do that bit, that would be brilliant without having to do the several hours of stuff that leads up to it. I think that there should be perhaps a mode or a mod or something where you can just do that in, in games. Just like, you know what, I just want to do this one bit, right? So that then you don't have to keep a separate save file for when you want to come back there or anything like that. Just boop, there we go. Jump to that bit, do that bit, I'll drop out now. So, random idea, because you said Baldur's Gate 3, you're just doing side quests, right? Yes. I would still add in the conflict, but it'd be a button easier. And what I mean by that is you won't have weapons, you won't have magic, you won't have anything. You just have your characters and their characters, and you would control till you get to a certain close distance, and then, like, a cutscene would take over, right? And the cutscene would be, whoever's in your party at that time or whoever's in their party, you would run really close to each other. You'd go nose to nose, and then you'd sort of... You'd see the characters just sort of, like, pouring at each other, slapping. And it just turned to, like, a a, a really silly slap fight. And, <laughs> and you hear all the sounds, and then suddenly, bang, you win. So you'd still get a conflict. You'd still get all, like, the... But it'd just be... And then it's, right, you win. And then you go to do whatever. <laughs> So you'd still have like the the because the interactions of talking to people and you could insult yeah. them and you could you know have a go at them or be sarcastic, but it'd just be like slap fights. Don't it? Maybe. I reckon that would. Um. I so it's it's hard because when you, when you look at it too, it's like with the push for everyone to be like a pro gamer on the on the on the circuits or to be a streamer now, like or a YouTube star or a TikTok gamer. It's it's really hard to see these companies putting out games because the push in those circles is like the high competitive, high action, ultra realistic. And I feel like a lot of the companies are catering to that sort of culture where where gaming culture is evolving to. So like getting out and and having new just comfortable games come out is is going to be kind of tough. I know that Arc released Arc Ascension and it's only on PC right now, and it's got a ton of mm. bugs in it, and people are pissed. But like, um, I feel like that has potential. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever played the old Ark, but there was like a saying, "Ark is life." Yeah, and it really was like it. It just took over everything. It was like living an entire secondary life, and it got to a point where it felt like you had responsibilities, and it just wasn't fun anymore. But like. If you were to play like the new one and yeah. maybe have like a private server, maybe two or three of your friends where you're just kind of like hanging out and doing whatever you want and you have your little pack of dodos if you want and nobody cares. I feel like that has like a lot of potential. And then uh, I was, uh, while you guys were talking, I was looking at a list of like what's coming out and I see that Destiny 2 has another expansion coming out and... Yeah, and I know like Destiny 2, like a lot of people are like real, like real tense about that game all the time, like everything, like min-maxing and all that, but I haven't played tons of it, Uh, and I think like two years ago was the last time I played, but it was fun to kind of like just do missions and kind of hang out and maybe talk to some people while you were, the enemies didn't really feel like they were overpowered. And you could kind of just like enjoy that. So maybe that. And then mm. I guess in March, there's a game called Unicorn Overlord coming out. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably pretty relaxed. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, and the Switch. Unicorn Overlord. Let's have a look-see here if it brings up a picture. No, that's an ad. You know, I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be sixty bucks. It better be a good comfortable game. I'll tell you what. Mm. Yeah, I have no idea. There's no trailer or anything. But uh I mean something like that. Mm. Uh maybe they well, they still had a couple more expansions for Mario Kart 8 coming out. Uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, have you guys ever played Nine Parchments? I don't think I have. It so, which, now. It's on the Switch, and it's no. sort of like a cartoony Diablo fantasy using magic and like sort of like classic D&D character archetypes less dark less gritty it's it's more kind of like fun except uh you can friendly fire the people you play with which is infuriating (laughs) um but nine parchments was a really cool comfortable game (laughs) it's not gonna lead to Uh, black eyes because like (laughs) like the friendly fire is no joke and sometimes you play with people who do it just to be funny well they think it's funny and maybe it's funny twice but after that it's like i will slap you in your crotch like i need you to to stop doing this to me yeah because this is good i'll set a goose on you right i'm gonna go get a goose from outside bring it in (laughs) i can catch one there's like 40 of them out there but uh um I think if something like that were to come out, I know I know we're supposed to talk about games that are coming out, but I would like to see something like that uh, come out with like a, a much larger budget because Nine Parchments in itself was a fantastic game and it just didn't have a humongous budget. And I think something like may, big budget like that to come out would be nice. And yeah, maybe maybe have them cater less to the ultra high competitive pro circuit streamer crowd and really kind of like focus on like something more therapeutic there's probably a fishing game coming out there's always a fishing game coming out i bet that would be fantastic yeah that always tends to me (laughs) or some sort of new new um crafting survival game there's always there's tons of them they're a dime a dozen at the moment unfortunately well some of them are really good but i don't have time to play them all so, like, this is why years and years ago, this is why I wrote a game called Runaway. Let me see if I can find it. Um, <laughs> I think it's that URL. Yes, it is. Fantastic. And it still works. Nope, that's not it at all. Uh, I will have to, I'll find it and I'll put it into the show notes. There's a game that I wrote years ago uh, where it's essentially, it's a, it's really crappy graphics it's top down and you just have to run away from this thing that wants to that wants to eat you that's it that's all you got to do just run away right because i was like it's conflicty but it's like the anti-conflict because like all of these games are all right you've got to kill the thing you got to shoot the thing you got to stab the thing you got to bludgeon the thing to death and i'm like just run away right i'll see if mm-hmm. i can find it uh, i know what it'll be uh carry on talking japs i'll see if i can find it I was going to say, yeah, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Found yeah, it. I'm bit of breath to see if you find it. Found it. Yep. I'll put it in Sweet. the notes that I'm making as we make this episode. But I'll also put it in the awesome. app that we're using has a chat function. I shall put the link in there as well. Mm. And uh, that way, if you all want to play it later, you can. 
You just use the up, down, left, right on your keyboard and you have to run away. That's literally it. But that's, uh, yeah. Uh, but no, so, yeah. yeah. I, Same yeah. question. Okay. Well, what, what's going to come out that, that might be interesting? Oh, what's, what's already come out, but it's more recent, you know? Right. Uh, more recent, like five years ago, you know? I mean, Vampire Survivors is pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good for a chill thing. I didn't right? know you were going to say that. It's it, The way it was described to me by my friend Zach was, imagine a bullet hell game, but you're the bullets. <laughs> and it is, it, it, that, that's perfectly succinctly covers exactly what it is. And it's that good. Like it, like when I bought it, I bought it for like pound seventy or something like that. So like less than $2. And I've put in something like 40 hours of gameplay. Um, and I, I, the reason I stopped, like I uninstalled it. And the only reason I uninstalled it was because I've realized I was spending way too much time playing it. It's got this perfect 30 minute game loop. You choose a character, you choose a level, you got 30 minutes to finish it. And then, and then your character dies. Like that's it. Right. And, and all you've got to do is just cause as much mayhem and destroy as many enemies as possible. And there's no, there's no um, action button. You just use up, down, left, right, or the left analog stick on your controller to move your character around. Your character is auto-firing all the time. That's it. You're just running around. It's brilliant. Yeah. That's what I know I'm a saying. lot of people that, that play that. And it's just sort of like, I don't do have you know to think. Do you know what would be kind of fun? I just run around and think. For them to come out with. Uh, uh we uh, kind of fun, like, because uh, humans, like, we have, like, this uh, under-the-surface need to sometimes be jerks to other human beings because we deal with jerks all day long, right? So what if they were to come out with a game where you're just, like, in, like, a big mall, right? And you're not doing anything that's going to, like, overtly ruin anybody's day, but you're, like, hiding behind plants and just, like, flicking paper balls at the back of people's heads, or like getting on the elevator and farting, you know, just like little dick things, <laughs> and just aggravate like you and like you score points by being just annoying. No. Jerk simulator, <laughs> right? I mean, I think I would play that, but I also think it would it would encourage people to do that in real life. And in real life, you don't just have people going, ah, you pesky True. kid. They will, if you annoy them enough, they will punch you. True. But I mean, that that's a good life lesson. Like, hey, <laughs> maybe keep the video games in the video games then, and people won't slap you. Oh, so you're aiming to teach people via broken noses, not to be annoying. Uh, yeah, I can see you, that working. Do you think someone really, like, if they got in the elevator and, and, and you know, cut off, like, a 30-second wet banger in there, like, people are really going to start beating on them? Or are they just going to cough and sputter, possibly throw up in the corner? <laughs> I think, if anything, if, if there's someone in there really annoyed, it's not like throw up in the corner. I think if they were really annoyed, they'd throw up all over the person that just farted. I know I would. I would, I, as they're trying to leave, I'd grab the back of back of their jacket, pull them backwards, and just barf all over them. And then they know not to do it again. You know, you could call the game action and consequences. You know, you just get like a water gun. You're behind the plants, and you're just squirting a water gun oh, at the gosh. back of somebody's neck while they're like just sitting on yeah. a bench. I think that game would be hilarious. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah. 
I, th- I think w- one of the things that could be on that game is if you if you if there was like a co-op mode, you could choose to dress up as like in in, in different like mascot costumes, run into the middle of a mall, have a have like a brawl, and then chase each other just to see everyone's reactions. Yeah. We sell the mascot costumes as skins, and that's where we get our microtransaction money. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> you just have an impromptu wrestling match yeah, out of nowhere. That'd be awesome. And then just, just hightail out there. I think that'd work. I think, like, re- for me, recent sort of titles that could quite easily become for games. I mean, I mentioned it before, but I'll say it again. Um, you Will Die Here Tonight. It's one of those, once you complete it and then you know how to do stuff, you could, like, you could play it again, you could go through the motions like any other Resident Evil game, or you could try and go through the game just as one character to see how it affects the story. You know, it's just one of those things. There's, there's always something to do in it, and you could just, once you're used to it, you could just, yeah, I know the mechanics of this. It's a little, once you get used to it, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go. So I think that could be a, a comfy game. Um, another one that I know has come out recently that is a comfy game because I've played it is um, Theatre Rhythm Final Bar Line which is um, a music-based Final Fantasy game on the Switch that was originally on the 3DS. And you play um, tunes from all the classic Final Fantasy games, but on the 3DS you tap the screen and it's very interactive. It's sort of like Elite Beat Agents, if anyone's played that. But on the Switch there's a, there's a way you can control it with a pad, which makes it easier to, to play. And it's definitely just a game where you could just put it on, bang out a few tracks and then just turn it off. So that's, that's definitely that's that's definitely a recent game that could be a comfy game for someone. I know it is me, but I don't go on it that much, to be honest. I've I've got everything for it, but you know it's my uh, it's my itch for a musical rhythm game because Rock Band Four takes too long to set up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the things we didn't really cover a lot is those sort of rhythm based music games. So they can be a little bit. Um, uh, there can be a little That's bit it. of like stress involved, but like if you get all your friends around and you're all just hanging out and doing something stupid, like you know, Squidge and I used to have rock band night, right? Where we just put on rock band and mm. we'd stick it on no fail mode, and you're just literally singing and playing a song, right? More games should have no fail modes. That's I think that's what I'm getting at today. That more games should have a no fail mode. Mm. And you can tell when people were getting more and more intoxicated because they complained that the uh, the notes on the screen are getting smaller or the text for the singing is getting smaller. It's getting smaller. It's doing it on purpose. No, it isn't. <laughs> Walk a bit closer. It's getting smaller. No, it isn't. You're getting squiffy. Just move a bit closer. <sighs> so what, Fall Guys is a comfy game. Ooh. It's competitive, Fall but guys. it's not, like, serious. Fall Guys. So right up until when people started cheating, yeah, it was loads of fun. Yeah. Um, but like, and, and it was ridiculously stupid. Uh, there was, there were times when Squidge and I and our friend Zach and, and, and a couple of people would play it and we'd play in the same lobby and stuff. And it was, it was a ton of fun because you're just a bean shaped character trying to get to the end of the level. Brilliant. But like before it would even start, someone in the group would 
be jettisoned into the sky and just float directly to the end. Like that immediately yeah. removes all the fun for me. If someone's willing to cheat on something like that and for something completely inconsequential, right? I totally appreciate and understand whether it's an esports thing. If you, I'm not condoning it, but if you desperately want to cheat because you want to win the prize, brilliant. But you're playing an anonymized game with a bunch of people you'll never ever meet in person. And it's about the fun of getting from point A to point B. It's not about being the first one, right? And, mm. and just, oh, I'm turning into anti-cheating now. I'm going to start shouting at the clouds. But it just, that ruined it for me. I, I played it for like, uh, I think, I want to say for three or four sessions. And then when people started cheating, I was like, now nah, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this. Which is a real shame. Because it, it, it was a really fun game. What I liked doing on that was... Um and people used to fall for it when I was playing with like Jamie and a few other friends, is when we'd start, we'd all be in the lobby, and I'd say, what numbers are we? I'd never say what my number is, because you don't have names, it's like numbers when you're playing it. What numbers are we? And then I'd write down the numbers, and what I'd do is I'd intentionally, while I'm trying to play the game, I would find the people, and I would run up to the back of them and grab them, and I'd make them drag me. But every time like we played a new game, I'd change my costume so they didn't know it was me. And I never told anyone to a point where it's like, who is this guy dressed as a bleeding pickle dragging me backwards? And I'm like, <laughs> pickle, right? stifle a laugh while they're dragging me. I, I didn't know people yeah. were cheating in that game. I haven't played in a long time, but I, I always just appreciated like the extreme antics. It was just funny. Like I was like running around falling right. over and like getting hit by foam things. And yeah, I always thought it was hilarious. It was always good for a laugh. Yeah. What I always like doing on that is occasionally you'd see everyone would go like absolutely nuts to try to get to the end, but then there'd be one person mm -hmm. trying to run up and they couldn't get up a ledge. And you'd always see someone who would stop, go back, and try and jump up and grab onto the ledge and try and teach them as the game was going. So it's sort of like I'd stand there and watch and go, oh, this this is wonderful. And then it'd go stage over, but, you know, eventually. But you'd have, like, the one person who'd go, no, 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 no jump up and grab, because you couldn't talk in it. Yeah. But there was about one person trying to show, like, the new person. You just jump up and you grab, you know. It was kind of like one of those games where you had that sort of atmosphere. I feel like if you're playing Fall Guys and you're so serious about winning that you feel you need to cheat, you probably have a hard time making friends in real life because you're just a jerk. Like. Yeah. Your romantic life is non-existent. Yeah. Overly competitive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the game where you're just messing around. You get that in your Tinder bio. I cheated Fall Guys. <laughs> so, how do you guys feel about potentially having like horror games as a comfy game, right? Not necessarily because it's unstressful, but because it maybe it hits you with that adrenaline shot, right? Mm. You get a good jump scare and nails you with that adrenaline. You have that come down off the adrenaline that's sort of just like, sort of like a roller coaster effect, right? I, I like playing horror games that I've played before that I can just, like Resident Evil 2, let's take Resident Evil 2, for example, right? I like playing Resident Evil 2 and just going through the motions and going through it, but occasionally out of nowhere, I'll get grabbed out mm -hmm. of nowhere, I'm like, what are you doing? 
you know, I like that kind of thing. I don't overly like games where I jump in and then I'm constantly constantly running from um, pillar to post, you know, wondering how I'm going to get out of there and just flying by the seat of my pants. I like the occasional jump scare, but constant? Nah. Because it's, it's a fine line between having jump scares and having a tense atmosphere. I'd rather play a game with a tense atmosphere where anything could potentially be a jump scare or suddenly the tension ramps up and you're like, oh, crap, instead of just bah, bah, constantly. Because it gets old after a while. If you've got a constant sense of tension, sort of like um, Dead Space, for example, that's got constant tension all the way through. You don't know what's going to happen. I'd rather play a game like that than an infinite amount of jump scares because you, you get numb to the jump scares after a while. Even with the, that adrenaline spike, you're just like, well, all right, okay, fair enough, I'll keep going. I'd rather have that constant tension because when you finally, when it finally hits you, the, the adrenaline spike is so much bigger and then instead of it just going, it trails off and you've got that constant level of like, I don't know what's happening because of the tension. So I'd rather have the tension, to be honest. Do you see potential behind that being like a comfy game though? Like even though it's like stressful during while you're playing it, but like it's sort of kind of relaxing when that adrenaline wears off. Yeah. Not my thing, but yeah, I could see it. I don't know, just something to think about, right? <laughs> mm. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like uh, everyone, everyone experiences their chill, their comfort, whatever differently, right? So I can imagine that, you know, there will, there will be people, uh, you know, there will genuinely be people out there who will want a sort of scary, spoopy experience to help them chill. Uh, and that's totally cool. But I guess for me, it's just like that escapism and silliness. I, I don't know. Everybody's different, right? <laughs> we should create a horror game where the premise is you're in high school and you fail a math test and you have to move that test paper around your house to various locations so your mom doesn't find it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, out of nowhere. Where's that report card? No, I lost it, honest. <laughs> What's that in your back pocket? Nothing. Quick hide it, you know. My dog ate my class. I could see that being a thing. Right, they're like... You think that game is scary with Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees? Try showing your mom this math test. <laughs> it is true horror. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yep. Obviously, this is either including or other than what's already been said. Do you have any recommendations for laid-back, comfy experiences for the people listening? Are we talking video game related or are we talking just anything in life? Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, yeah, video game related, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so games that are comfy and laid back. Do you have any recommendations for anyone to try and check out? So, I mean, I would definitely say Yoshi's Crafted World, but toggle on that uh, peril, like no peril mode or whatever it's called, because it just becomes like yeah. this proper chilled out. There's no worries. There's no nothing. You just, you're literally going from left to right and you've got to, collect eggs it's it's brilliant it, yeah. it is so chilled um yeah that or mm. like i said untitled goose game right because it's just daft i love it it's whimsy personified <laughs> yeah you know, i want to reach back in time for this one i think uh maybe uh fable 
from way back in the day, right? Ugh. Or are we supposed to be recommending mo- modern games? Steady. Any. Yeah, anything, man. Oh, yeah. I feel like Fable was like a really chilled out game. Like it had objective, it had missions, it had things you're supposed to do. But you had that whole, I can do whatever I want. And then, I guess in a more modern sense, I'm just going to go back with Minecraft. You know, it sounds crazy, I guess, from being like a 35-year-old man playing Minecraft or whatever. But um, I, I can't really think of a more chilled out game than Minecraft. For, I mean, for me, uh, laid back experiences just from stuff that I've played in the past, sort of like um, Diablo 3, but adventure mode, not the story, because the story's a bit hectic. Um, adventure mode is just you go around, you kill stuff, you level up, that's about it. It's um, it's quite laid back, surprisingly. Um, another one that's quite funny, but it's also quite laid back, is uh, Day of the Tentacle Remastered. I love a bit of Day of the Tentacle, a bit of LucasArts. Um that's got funny parts in it and it, it's one of those where the the puzzles aren't that difficult you'll eventually figure it out and um it's just the art style i love it you know it's i love a bit of day of the technical and the third one um if you're into a bit of rpg style things um there's a game called digimon story cyber sleuth um that's quite good the the, the story that is for some reason for from plot reasons, um, you get separated from your physical body and you become a digitized version of yourself that can walk around the real world and you can interact with um, electronics to go into the Digimon world, but you get hired to solve um, mysteries constantly because you end up working for a detective agency and there's an overarching story, but you do like mini missions as you go along. It's really quite good. But yeah, that's, that's quite a chilled experience. That's that's a nice laid-back game. And if you can't figure out what the story is, you could always just level up. Get get more more uh, digital monsters and level them up and fight with them and work out the mechanics and stuff. That's, that's definitely a laid-back experience, that one. And if you try and get it now, there's a, there's the main game and then there's like the, the second DLC game included as well. So you get a lot. Because it's, it's, it's a few years old now, but you get a lot for it. And you can you can flip stuff between the two stories if you got separate save files between the two DLCs, uh, the main story and the DLC. So you can you can make one game easier and one game harder. So well, I'll I'll leave you to do the uh, the wrap up because I'm never any good at it. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, hey CJ, tell us again about your your shows and all about you and ways people can get in touch. Because that's super important to me. When someone comes on to guest on the show, I want folks to be able to go and check the check the guest stuff out. Mm. Oh yeah, um, Mystery Stone Podcast. Uh, like I said again, it's like the about the inner truths and the higher self and the esoteric and the spiritual. Uh, I do that with my buddy Mike. Uh, we've been doing that one for a couple of years now, and then I just released Philosopher Talk, which is just a free form mm. philosophical conversation about modern stuff incorporating classical themes and modern themes uh reach out wise i'm not really like super easy to get a hold of like i'm in the podcast nexus uh discord server um so i'm on discord quite a bit and mystery stone has a facebook group but like other than that i don't really do social media or anything um 
we have like emails and you can comment like I have on Spotify like I have like the comments enabled on the show episodes sure. and stuff but uh, I don't I don't do too much direct interaction like if, if somebody was just to email me of course I'd respond but uh, social media wise I don't really have like a presence and I don't really want any you know hey, man, that, that makes sense right because mm. like social yeah, media ruins people's brains it's that simple <laughs> What we'll do is we'll get some links from you and put them in the show notes for your shows as well. You should definitely check out CJ's shows. And if you if you have the time as well, this is obviously CJ's second appearance on the show, so go back and listen to that too. Hmm. <laughs> it is. It's been so long since I've hung out with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, CJ, thanks for being with us today. I really appreciate you coming on the show, right? It's been it's been hella fun chatting with you. Oh, absolutely. I, I appreciate the invite. This is a lot of fun. I like you guys a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Um, and yeah, just to, to wrap up the episode real quick. So obviously, thank you all for listening to the Waffling Tailors, this episode with CJ. I hope you had, I hope it was uh, interesting and fun. And I mean, we had a lot of fun making it for sure. Uh, if you're interested in more mm. about us, if you head over to waffleintailors.rocks, that's our website, WA double f l i n g t a y l o r s dot r o c k s um that is our website uh there's a whole bunch of features on there there's links to all the stuff that we do we do have a few social medias but we don't really keep on top of it because uh, it rots your brain like i just said uh we're doing some stream or rather squidge is currently mm. doing some streaming um every monday at the moment um doing i change it to wednesday Oh, okay, he's going to change it to Wednesday. Keep, 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 uh, keep an eye on the website. You'll find out. And he's just doing, just hanging out with people mm. for three, four hours, just playing a video game. It's totally fine. It's nothing. It's not like oh, we're going to expose some secrets in the game or anything like that. It's just hey, let's just chill and have a chat. Um, so there's mm. that. Uh, there's also those games we played, which is a section of the website you'll find in the nav bar in the header at the top of the website. This is some machine learning stuff that I've had going for. Since the website started like seven years ago, seven years, that automatically detects all the games that we've ever talked about and indexes them by the episodes that they are mentioned on. So that's pretty cool. So you can just click that and it will take you through straight to the uh, the, the list of games. So that's pretty cool. Could you hear my eye roll? I started mentioning it. <laughs> Look, right? When you build something like that, I'll take the piss out of you for building it. It's fine. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. You could tell we're brothers, right? Fair enough. <laughs> right. Cool. Bring it. I'll set the goose on you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yes, thank you all for, for listening to the episode. This has been another episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye.